It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! All right, it is Friday! Yes, Did it someone is. get a speeding ticket or something? Did uh, I miss something? No. Comment. No oh, comment. okay. Good. Nobody got a ticket. Oh, good. <laughs> we had a damn close call, though, didn't we? We did have a damn close call. We had about three close calls. <laughs> I texted Mikey this morning. I'm like, hey, you know, I had a call a little bit late. I, he wants here at 1030. I'm like, I'll be here like 1040. <clears throat> so, and I have the Apple Maps playing for the radar. Right. And it said speed check ahead. So I slowed down, passed the wonderful officer. Gave him a tip of the cap. <laughs> Sped up a little bit. There's a second one up there. They checked me. They were setting you up. They were setting me up. They knew I was coming. But you got away. I got away. So I pulled over before he even hit his lights. I was in the berm. And he came up and he said, you know, I pulled you over. I said, yeah, I, pulled, I was in the berm before you hit your lights. I knew you were coming. And I said, just tell me, did it start with a nine? <laughs> no. <laughs> he said, no. 86. So, but did he they write you or no? Let you go? He let me go because my brother. Uh, I had a re- uh, FOP card for my brother. So wow! He, he go. My goodness! Both of us black could be in jail. Did yeah. it start with a nine? That's <laughs> I mean, a good answer. Yeah. Uh, a tip that a state trooper gave me many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, that's gotten me out of a number of tickets. Yeah. Don't reach for your glove box. Worst thing you can do. Yeah. They don't know what you're going for. Right. And put both hands at ten o'clock. Yeah. That is a, a nonverbal cue to the police officer. That you're aware of the danger that his job entails. This is and that safe you respect space. him. This yeah. is a safe space. Go right here. They, yeah. they love to be able to see your hands yeah. when they're coming up on the car. Yeah, yeah, well, Jason's lucky today. Yeah, he is living on the right side. <sighs> I, I would day. like to say he'll learn his lesson, but I know better. We no, all know don't, better. don't go there, Bull. <laughs> I think I have two FOP cards. Because <laughs> on the morning conference call, 10 minutes later, yeah. we heard a terrible... <laughs> Terrible curse word. Yeah. And we all immediately said, not again. He thought he was going to get pulled over again. I thought it's going to get pulled over twice. This is from the guy who watched an entire Netflix series while driving while to driving. West Virginia. Because the yes. roads between here and West Virginia are poker straight. I mean, it's five At hours. Night, I think, too. It's five hours. What else am I supposed to do? Do we need to enroll you in a safe driving class? I have ADD. Like, I got to have something to do besides just sit here like this. How many it's, points do you currently have? Yeah. Zero. Oh, good for you. Zero. You're a yeah. lucky He's got a lot fellow. of friends in high places. Yes, he does. He's got a big I feel like got a very important card. Jason's like an addict, but not of not of gambling, drugs, or maybe those things too. I don't it's know. Speed, but like he's a junk, like an uh, adrenaline junkie. Listen, adrenaline junkie. There guilty is charged as well. Yeah, uh, I, I I have a lead foot, and I've been very lucky. Um, in have my you time. ever done over a hundred miles an hour? Oh, many times. Yes, I've done over hundred miles Yesterday. an hour this week. <laughs> Oh, uh, my God. Brad busy, control. busy show. Uh, Tim Couch coming up at 1120. We're going to talk about, we have asked on this show a number of times, what is it about Kevin Stefanski with the Cincinnati Bengals, but he struggles mightily against everyone else? Maybe I found some numbers. Maybe I've stumbled into the answer on yeah. that. Well, I don't um, know about everybody else. I mean, well, he's gotta... six games under 500 against everybody else. Okay, but He's that's... five games over 500. It might be eight games under 500. What's his total record right now? Uh, we can pull it up. I think it's 29 and 27. Okay. No. I, I think he's right around 500. He's a right. few yeah, he is over right around 500. 500. But there's he's other five teams games he has a good over he's 25, 500. 25, against the 27 officially. 25, 25 and 27? 27, 25. 27, okay. 25. So, so he's two games under 500 against everybody. But against the Bengals, he's five games over 500, which means yeah. if you take the Bengals out of the mix, he's three games under 500. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's bad against everybody. That's not no, yeah. but I have yeah. found a trend against the teams he's particularly bad against. And we'll, we'll give All you those right. numbers, and you can decide if this is just 
as Bull loves to say, it's not a big sample size. It's not, a, it's not enough. It might be. He might be right in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, R- Browns run defense against Derrick Henry. Uh, Browns run defense yeah. has been great. Derrick Henry, normally great. His numbers this year aren't eye-popping. He's averaging 73 he yards got off to a slow start last year, and I thought he was done. I think we buried him on the show, actually, yeah, and I said did. that he's I lost a step. Did. I remember I we all did. did. Also, it's Friday. That means the, you get 90 minutes today, and then at 1230, you're going to have to drop the stream and jump over to WKYC Channel 3 here in Cleveland. By the way, I heard from some folks last week that said, I'm not in the Cleveland market. I can't watch it. You can. Go to WKYC.com, and they stream live all of our locally produced programs while they are on the air, so you can watch it that way. That right. is the last half hour. Tonight. It was very cool this morning when I went on my uh, TV, you know, the guide on the TV. Yeah. And saw UCSS on WKYC, oh, did you? you know, to DVR it for today. Very nice. Uh, so that that was fun because yeah. I hadn't seen that before. Although I, I'm getting rid of my direct, my direct TV, I'm getting rid of at the end of the Are you really? After like 15 Because years. you're now on the streaming yeah, package. Yeah, I, I got YouTube. For YouTube TV. TV. A lot of know what I'm going to do once baseball season comes you know around what? next year. I'll have to figure it out. Direct TV, you may want to, you already did it. It's too late. Direct TV did something very savvy, I thought. They are, they are offering $400 gift cards. I know. If you sign up with DirecTV, and then that will pay your bill for your they NFL. They offered that to me when I was canceling. That's a pretty good... Yeah, I mean, but, I, but I'm still... Eventually, I'm going to lose money on it, but... I don't know what yeah. you're going to do with the with baseball. I'll have to bring year. it... I'll have, I'll have to figure it out in April. Hopefully, okay. they'll figure out this Bally's app so I can actually watch the Guardians game on that's that. That's a nightmare. Know. Yeah, that's a it's nightmare. It's ridiculous. Okay, anyway. busy, busy show. Let's say our first hello of the day to Mikey McNuggets behind the glass. Hi, Mike. We are doing good today, guys. It is Friday, TV show number two. We are thrilled. Uh, before we get into our topics today, I do just have to remind everybody that if you need health care, emergency pills, you can call jacemedical.com. Head over to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. It gets you $360 off plus an additional 20 I'm no mathematician. That's $380 off. If you use promo code LOCKEDON at jacemedical.com, go to the website, find all the information. I abbreviated that read. And that's how we're going to start. <laughs> J A S E dot com. Mikey right? introdu- asked if you Jace. need com. health insurance, like like he was talking about a a, a can of Coke. Yeah, you need, right. You know, like it's kind of a vital insurance. thing in today's society. Yeah, there you go. It is. And so check them out. Check them yeah, out. Just Jace. check them out. Com. You can learn everything you need to know on jacemedical.com. Yep. Trust me. There you go. All right. Um, busy day. Busy, busy day. This is our last show before uh, the actual next game against uh, the Titans on Sunday. I, I mentioned that Kevin Stefanski has struggled against um, against physical teams, and we're going to come back to that later. But one of the things before we get to that really troubled me yesterday, and I want to see what you guys thought about it. We played the clip yesterday from Deshaun Watson. Basically, I'll paraphrase. We have it again. We have a communication issue. I thought it was really hard to hear. You got a better got it, version? We got a better clip. Okay, right, if you it. got a better clip, let's play it. This is Deshaun Watson kind of explaining the troubles of the offense so far this year. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Have you identified as maybe the biggest issue for you? Uh, for myself, it's just being on the same page with everybody else. Well, you got to think, we had some injuries, so, you know, we had a rookie tackle that came in, so we got to change up a little bit of the protection-wise. Um, Nick went out early on, so, you know, some young running backs that got to come in protection-wise. Um, and then some of the receivers, you know, Coop, you know, he was a guy that came on, came along during camp. He didn't get too much, too many reps. Elijah is new to the system uh, with live bullets, so we didn't get too many live bullets in, in real games. You can't sit here and say, you know, practice is going to be exactly the games. It's, it's two different speeds and two different uh, things that's, you know, adjustable. So a couple of things that I'd say to that, guys. First of all, 
If it was so important to get more time, why did he demand to Kevin Stefanski that he play more in the preseason? Yeah. If that was so important. And why did we not hear about any of this lack of chemistry or lack of being on the same page when they beat Cincinnati by three touchdowns? All of a sudden, now listen, we want guys to be honest in press conferences, so I hate to rip a guy when he gives what he looks at as an honest answer, but it sounded to me like a lot of excuses. I well, counted five of them in there. I, I, yeah, they, they beat the Bengals by three touchdowns, but I think we all agree <laughs> that the offense looked pretty disjointed. Well, the passing game, yeah. Yeah, sure. and, and yeah. so that part aligns... I made the argument in July that Deshaun Watson should play more this preseason for exactly this reason. Because of the long layoff, everything else, knock the rust off, whatever you want. The importance of the season, the importance of getting off to a good start, knowing that you had three divisional games. So if you want to look at who to point the finger to, I point the finger at Kevin Stefanski for not playing him more in the preseason. And also the fact that, like, you had a – this was a longer-than-usual training camp. There's really no excuse sure, for this. Sure, you had the right. extra week. You yeah. had the extra week there in West Virginia. And the extra preseason game. There was plenty of time for this. So I, I do think that he should have played more in the preseason. I know I said I didn't like Denzel Ward playing, and that's okay. true. I don't like that because it's, it's different factors. Look at Denzel's injury history. What are you going to gain from him playing in that meaningless game against the Chiefs as opposed to your quarterback with these new offensive weapons? I said at the time I thought he should have been playing more in the preseason, and I stand by that, and now you're kind of seeing it. But we talk about this every year, that with the teams that don't play a lot in the preseason, they look a little disjointed, and they struggle in the early weeks of the season, and that's playing out right now in real time. You said yesterday that his soundbite sounded a lot like the narrative of the account that we, yeah. some are saying is a burner account, yeah. but there's no proof that it is. But you're right, it does. It sounds a lot like yeah. it. Um, pointing a lot of fingers. Injury, offensive line is is uh, relatively inexperienced, particularly at at right tackle. Um, the Elijah Moore comment, the Coop comment, like these are all excuses that are piled up on top of one another, and that's a bad look. Every team has bumps and bruises and dings and guys coming in and out. It's the NFL. Yeah. Everybody, it's in in training camps and any other time of the year. Well, Everybody look at Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. you know, they haven't With had a quarterback in yeah. the and, preseason, and, and you can see the results. You can see terrible. the results. They show. And to your point. That might, in fact, be true. Uh, the reason it didn't show itself against Cincinnati, that's just, I wouldn't give the offense anything but a C-minus against Cincinnati. Right. They were relatively ineffective. They, they did enough to win the football game, but I think it's clear they won on the strength of their defense. I, What's amazing, by the way, guys, is I was looking to see if Deshaun Watson took significantly less snaps or, or threw significantly less passes than any other veteran quarterback in the league, and he really didn't. No, he threw 13 passes in the preseason. Yeah. No veteran starting quarterback threw more than 17 passes in the preseason. Well, but However, he he's different. Has, pl- has played a lot less than those That's guys. exactly right, and you that's where I was like, going. Yeah, guys like Sam Howell, who hasn't played a lot, the rookie quarterbacks, sure. or Jordan Love, those guys took a lot more snaps. Well, look how they played DeWan Jones. They wanted to see what they had, and they put him out there for the preseason as if they were four regular season games. It's a good thing they did. It's a very good thing they Imagine did. Imagine where they'd be. Imagine, and maybe there yeah. was some, you know, when, you, when, when the Conklin signing happened, we all were like, wait a minute, is that a joke? Yeah. Is that real? Uh, he's injury prone. He's older in his career, and maybe the Browns, I don't, I'm not saying it was foreshadowing, but they did want to know, what did we have at this kid? Yes. We know we've got a huge chunk of clay, but what can we turn it into? Um, and I'm glad they did play him a lot. I was critical of the way the Browns used Deshaun Watson in the preseason. Uh, I stand by that criticism. It wasn't enough. 13 passes in the preseason, and now he's going to say, we're not on the same page. Yeah. Why are you not on the same page? Because you had 13 reps in the preseason. Yeah. And I never, I don't care, typically, what other teams are doing with their starters. Well, Belichick didn't. Uh, well, you know, Andy Reid this year. I don't care. No yeah. one has a situation like the Browns. The Browns situation was very unique. Well, they have I, a franchise yes. quarterback that had so much rust on him last year, he looked unrecognizable. I'd say the only, if I stretch it, the only comparison I could make would be Jordan Love, who's been in the league a while but hasn't played. Sure. And he threw, I think, three times the passes that Deshaun Watson. They used him a lot. And that was appropriate. Because they were like, we need to get him up to speed. And you know what? I would have looked at Deshaun Watson as the same way. Last year, everybody said, well, he hasn't played in two years. What'd you yeah. expect? Okay. If that's true, let's get him as many reps as we possibly can. So in week two, we don't hear, we are not on the same page. Right. We have, and, and to your point, you blame Stefanski. I don't know that that's true. 
Has Stefanski said anything about there being communication issues? And I know he doesn't tell us much. No. Yeah, he's not going to say that. Well, Alex Van Pelt I, said he wasn't buying it. He talked yesterday. Oh, good, because I was. I didn't hear either either yeah. man speak. I want to know: Is anybody else saying that this is a, an issue? Don't well, we Joe Batonio did I, double down on it, and we good, actually have Batonio's comments. Uh, Mike, if you want to take tag board full, Anthony, you could hit play when you're ready. This is Joe yeah, Batonio. it's um, it's part of the process of of you know getting the right offense you know out there. Um, you lose you lose a guy like Jack, who's you know very good at communicating, really understands his job. You bring a rookie in who's who's you know, fighting his butt off and doing everything he can and learning the playbook, but Jack brings eight years of experience, you know, the position. So that's that's one guy, and then you see Nick go down, and, um, you know, I think last game there was just a little bit of, we panicked a little bit, you know, you throw a pick early, and, and you know, you, you, you press on the on the gate. At one point, you know, I'm looking at the clock, I'm like, we're winning this game, and it feels like we're not, you know what I mean? And, and so there was just a little bit of panic, and I think I think we learned from that. I think everybody comes in and, and takes a deep breath and realizes, like, hey, our defense is playing really well right now, like, Gives us a chance on offense to, to figure out what we need to figure out and um, and do what we need to do. I'd love Which, to know how the question to him was phrased, and and you yeah. know this. There's a difference. Was the question phrased, "Hey, how's the communication been this year?" Or was it phrased, "Deshaun just said communication's yeah. been a problem." Knowing that room as well as I do, that's what the way it was phrased. That's, the way it was phrased. Exactly. that's my assumption too, because yeah. you know as well as I do, reporters love to listen to the other teams' comments. And then run into the locker room and say, "Hey, hey, uh, Jamar Chase just said, yeah, 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 you know." And it's 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 baiting but, but, a little bit. But in this case, it's not baiting. It's no, saying yeah. like, "No, hey, you're asking him to confirm yeah, something." But saying, the hey, way I would do that as a reporter, don't ask him to confirm your leader's comments. He's not going to roll on the leader and say, right. "What's he talking about?" Right. Just ask him, just without, ask telling him without telling him the answer. Yeah. Say. What's the communication been like between coach to quarterback, quarterback to players? Now you're going to get an honest assessment of what yeah. he thinks. True, although Batonio could argue that the reporters put him in a tricky spot not telling him That's to right. watch the game. That's right. And, no. and maybe he inadvertently makes Watson look bad if, if he didn't know. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I think that's. I think you're right. That's the best way to get the, the honest answer. But Batonio doesn't know what Deshaun has said. Right. That's and true. That instead of you know giving him a peek at what Deshaun's answer was, well, this is, instead just ask about the issue yeah. in a vacuum and see what his answer. And is. this is also why I think these are a waste of time. Like a lot of the a lot of the podium stuff, yeah, is yeah, a yeah. total waste of time. I don't even mess yeah. with it anymore. But and and the whole communication thing, it sounds like a, a big blanket. What does that mean? Yeah, I know. It's all-encompassing. All well, you can What's put that under the... I, I, I did think one of the, the most interesting things Joel Batonio said was, it, he said twice that it felt like panic set in when Nick Chubb got hurt. I was surprised by that, too, because no, they were winning. No, he said the pick six. Did he say... I'm no, sorry. he said not, after not the pick the six. Chubb, the pick six. Not yeah, after yeah. the... And, and they were winning 11-7 but at one be, point. I mean, that the, panic well, should have been... in the fourth quarter. Yeah, why, why are you panicking? <laughs> well, being in that stadium, it yeah. didn't feel like they were leading. It didn't. It, no, it but I know it like maybe they didn't. But they should have felt that way. But, well, clearly they, they, clearly they didn't. He just no. told you. They felt yeah, the same no, way I mean, felt the Maybe box. it didn't feel like that on the scoreboard. But to me, as I was watching the game, I'm like, they are in complete control of this game. Boy, just I didn't don't, feel that way. I mean, they were moving the ball. Pittsburgh was not. I'm just judging it on what – you can't win if you can't score. Pittsburgh, unless you give the ball away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh had the one, the one home run play to Pickens. That was it. That was it, half of their offensive production for and, the night. And Zach Jackson, play. Zach yeah. Jackson, and I kept saying like Steelers love having their defense on the field. They don't mind punting here. Put the defense back right, on the right, field. Right. The defense is having more well, success yeah. in the offense. They had the yeah. one big play on offense and two defensive touchdowns. And that's, and that's it. That's all <laughs> they that's needed. It. Yeah. And in most cases, that's going to do it. Let, here's the, the situation right now. Okay. Um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. That a lot of people, myself included, to some degree, gave Deshaun Watson a pass for last year. And a lot of people, myself included, less included than the first group, gave Deshaun Watson a pass for the Bengal game. After this game, it changed. There were a lot of Deshaun Watson homers that started to say, what's going on? He's not playing well. If he has a bad game this week, that group is going over the top. It's going to become the majority of Browns fans are going over the top because if he, you have perfect conditions this Sunday, you're at home, you're playing one of the worst pass defenses in the league, the weather is supposed to be perfect, 70 degrees and partly sunny, there is no excuse 
whatsoever for Deshaun Watson to have a, not to have a good game. And if he does it again, which would make it nine, with Baltimore by San Francisco, there will be, even if, I guess if they win, it won't be full-blown panic because you'll still be two and one. But if he plays poorly and they lose, it's going to be insane. I agree with panic. you. The oh. tide will turn in a hurt. Right now, it's kind of a mix. We're hearing from yeah. his critics and his supporters. It's all going over the top. Coming into the season, it was 80% of his supporters, 20% of the yeah. critics. This is how the worm turned on Baker. Once upon a time, he had the whole fan base. And in very short order, yeah. it went from kind of a 50-50 split, and then all of a sudden, everybody says, this guy can't play, we got to get rid of That's him. It. It happens fast. The stadium will be full of booze. If he oh, does yeah. Not play yes. well if he does Sunday. not play, he's going to get the booze. <laughs> it won't be, be pretty. Okay, we're, bring, we're bringing on Jim Couch in 45 seconds, right? Yes, sir. Before we do, quickly, yeah. can this be fixed? If it is a communication issue, how do you fix it? Time, reps. Like, that's how you fix it. It's just yeah. Shouldn't it have been enough time yes. by now? Yes. I mean, this is crazy. We just me. said that. They, uh, it was a longer percent, extended preseason. What percent is Stefanski? What percent is Watson? I mean, now it's Deshaun. He's the yeah. one on the field. Before it was Kevin. Yeah, I'm in, gonna in say terms 50, of 50 overall. Yeah, the whole okay. Time. In terms fair. of setting up the structure and, and and snaps and all that in the preseason, that's all Kevin. But now it's Deshaun. Yeah, he's the one with the ball in his hands. He's the one on the field. I was interested. The one part of that you said, and we played the part yesterday, but not in this piece. We said, well, we don't know if we're going for it on third down or what are we doing? What are, are we going for it on fourth down? I was surprised to hear him say that. I didn't hear that part. I didn't hear yeah, that Yeah, that was the, in the bite you played yesterday. It was also on the bite we played yesterday on Yeah, Channel it was just tough to, really tough hard to, to hear. hear through tag It's board, really so hard decided to hear. And not just tag board, when we played it on Channel 3 last night, I'm like, yeah. I can't hear that. There's got to be a better way to get audio from scrums in the locker room. Well, it is it's, tough. It's Most of these guys are issue. using phones. and that's, yeah, I, I don't want to hear the audio. excuse of the right tackle injury. Injury is a part of the game. The yeah, they have injury, and that's just, you know, and in terms of, like, he played well outside of Elijah Moore and, um, the rookie, what's his name? Tillman. Cedric Tillman, Tillman, who's not played much. No. He played with all these guys last year. Give me, you know, come yeah. on. It shouldn't be so foreign to him. You have a read before we bring in Tim? Real quick, yeah. Just remind everybody that at 1230, we are leaving YouTube, going to WKYC. We are back on TV. It's 30 minutes, brand new, never-before-seen content, previewing today, uh, Sunday's Browns versus Titans game. So make sure you flip the channel to Channel 3. Check us out on WKYC. I promise you, you'll have a good time. And with that, we bring in our QB1. The former number one overall pick. It is the one, the only, Mr. Tim Couch. What's up, Tim? What's up, guys? How are we doing today? We're doing great. Um, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but you are still the last Browns quarterback to leave Pittsburgh <laughs> with a regular season win. <laughs> I mean, Man, I'm not proud of it. You know, I, I, wish, they, I wish they could get a win. <laughs> At some point, we like, got to put uh, a statue of Tim Couch up. Uh, it's nuts, Tim. Uh, I don't yep. know if you heard, but yesterday Deshaun sort of used communication as sort of a blanket excuse for what's going on. You've played the position. You know the importance of communication. You're also watching everything like we are. Do you buy that it's communication? I mean, I think it's a little bit of communication. Um, you know, I don't know why they're not on the same page at this point. You have an entire offseason. Um, you know, you have preseason games. Uh, those guys should be on the same page. I do understand you have a new right tackle in. You have some young guys coming in the backfield. Pass protection can get a little messed up at time in communications. But, you know, guys should be on the same page. You know, I mean, at, at this point, you have all week long to get ready for these game plans. You have walkthroughs. You have practices. You're sitting in meeting rooms all day. The communication should be there at this point in the season. So hopefully that gets cleaned up going into this next game because, you know, that, that excuse is not going to last much longer. The fans are probably already uh, over here or tired of hearing that one, uh, you know, just after one game of, of using that excuse. So they got to get that cleaned up and uh, get everyone on the same page. Tim, I have a dumb question. What does that mean? What, is commu what does communication mean? That just seems like a really blanket, yeah. vague term. What does right. it mean? You know, I think for the most part, they're talking about protections. You know, they're talking about, you know, if, if we're sliding the line this way, who does the back have now? You know, deciding who they're making the, uh, you know, the mic and the four down guys. Uh, just communication of, uh, you know, the linemen and the running backs and the quarterback all getting on the same page. And also the receivers and the side adjustments, the hot routes, those kind of things if they bring blitzes. So there's communication on that end. They're also talking about, you know, communication in the passing game, you know, uh, you know, are you getting to the right depth in your route? Are you are you are you seeing the same covers that the quarterback is seeing? You know, if it's if you having a route uh, have a route on and it's got an adjustment to it based on if it's cover two or middle fields closed, whether it's cover one or cover three, 
uh, those the quarterback and the receiver have to be seeing the same coverages and adjust those routes accordingly. So uh, that's what they're talking about when they mention communication. So, uh, but you know, like I said, I, I think at this point in the season, you know, a couple games under your belt, entire off season, guys should really be on the same page right now. Tim, uh, Deshaun Watson in his time in Houston played great, right? Mm-hmm. In his three full years, he went to the playoffs twice. His last year there, they didn't win a lot of games, but he played well. He had no, he had nothing around him. We, ne- we, o- we almost never saw him have a bad game in Houston. Since coming to Cleveland, he's played eight games. They've all been bad. I don't even think any of them have been average. At, at best, they've been, one or two have been average. How do we explain this? He's not old. You know, he, I, he's had injuries in the past, but not recently. Uh, is, is it all mental? I mean, how, do we, how does a quarterback go from being that good you know, he had the time off, but it seems like it should be enough time that he we should see, especially with the talent around him, be better. Are you nervous that it's not right. going to happen? And how do you explain why he can't he can't seem to play well? Yeah, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that would jump out at me is just a change of systems. You know, I think a quarterback can feel very comfortable in one system that he was in in Houston, and you come here and it's a completely different system. So there is that adjustment period and the fact that he was out of football for a couple of years. But, you know, like you said, man, it's, you know, he really hasn't shown a whole lot. You know, I think, you know, when he was in Houston, he was considered probably a top five or ten quarterback in the league. Now he's probably considered, you know, after his last, you know, eight or nine games, maybe the probably the bottom half of the league, probably the bottom five guys of the league right now statistically. So it's disheartening. You know, I think uh, I'm not ready to press the panic button yet because I've seen guys start off slow like this and, and then really turn it around and have great seasons. But, but you know, you really you really do need to start seeing some things out of Deshaun. You know, for, for me, when I watch him play, I don't see the, the ability to extend plays and create those big plays outside of the pocket that he, he was doing in Houston. You know, right now he's taking a lot of sacks. He's holding on to the football. Um, it's just, it just doesn't look like the same player. You know, he was he was throwing the football down the field, really pushing it down the field, being aggressive in, in Houston. Now he's kind of, you know, dinking and dunking and being very conservative um, with, with his throws. And uh, so, so it looks like a different player. And maybe that has something to do with he's not comfortable yet. But, you know, like I said earlier, at this point, you know, guys should be firing and hitting on all cylinders. And this, this offense should be clicking. Yeah, your point that he's probably in the bottom half, um, and then you, you kind of clarified that and said, in fact, statistically, he's in the bottom five. He is. Yeah. His QBR, yeah. since right. he came back, if you put all quarterbacks into that mix over the last eight games, he's 28th or 29th in QBR. So yeah. this isn't like yeah. he's average and we need to get him into the elite category. This is he's been horrible. And at this point, we're just talking about can we get him to average? If we can get him to average with this defense, you might have something. Someone brought up on the show, I think it was Bull, someone brought up on the show something earlier this week that I really want to ask you about. They said that perhaps this is all mental, and then they made the comparison to Tiger Woods, how Tiger Woods was absolutely elite in his career. He had rewritten the entire golf record book. It looked like he wasn't going to just catch Jack on the number of majors. He was going to destroy that. And then he came, came his, his personal tragedy, the very right. public uh, divorce and everything that led up to the car crash and him cheating on his wife. He had to face the media. And someone had said he'd ne- he was never the same after that. Uh, do, do you see any similarities? I know you follow golf. I know you know Tiger's career trajectory well. Is that, is that possible, what we're seeing here, and that he'll never shake this baggage and this is who he is? Yeah, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, I think as an athlete, you know, especially someone like Deshaun, who was so beloved when, his, when he was at Clemson, you know, all the fans are cheering for him. Everybody thinks he's such a great player and a great person. And then you have an off-the-field scandal like this and your character comes into question. I think that really breaks an athlete down mentally. And, you know, you can come back, you know, he's physically healthy now, but is he mentally healthy? Does he still believe in himself? Does he still hear the whispers in the crowd, especially on the road games, when people are saying who knows what to him? Every time he comes out of the locker room through those tunnels, it's untelling, you know, what he hears from from, from opposing fans. So, you know, I know that he tries to block all that out, but at the end of the day, he's a human being. He hears that stuff. It has to get to him a little bit. 
Um, you know, hopefully he's working with somebody on, on the mental side of things and just talking things through because he, he dealt with a lot, you know, and, and rightfully so. He, he you know, he um, he put himself in a bad situation. So he's going to hear everything from the fans, um, you know, all the bad stuff. So so hopefully it is it is very similar to what Tiger went through, you know. So, I, so Tiger came back, you know, and, you know, other than the injuries, you know, he came back and ended up winning another Masters after that. So hopefully we can see Deshaun you know, come back and be the type of player that he was in Houston because, you know, we all want to see him get to that level, and it's just just not there yet. Tim, when you're a quarterback and you're not playing well, do you feel the need to go to your teammates, to go to your linemen, skill guys, whatever, and say, like, don't lose faith in me. I, like, we're going to figure this out. Or is that sort of understood? I, I guess I'm just wondering, as a quarterback, how do you handle that in the locker room? And are there signs we should be looking for that guys are, lose faith in them? Yeah, I think there is some of that that goes on, you know, within the locker room. I don't think it's, you know, one of those things where you stand up in a meeting or anything like that. It's just kind of going around and practice and talking to guys and, you know, encouraging them like and let let them know that you're, you know, you're still believing yourself. You know, the last thing you want to do is kind of walk around with bad body language and see the guy and let the guys see you, you know, doubting yourself and that you have, you know, starting to question your own ability. So it's, it's about the attitude. It's about being positive within the locker room with your teammates when you talk to them. Let them know that, you know, show them that you're working hard. Let them see you in the building, you know, in the weight room, in the film room, that you're trying to get this thing right, you know, that you're doing everything humanly possible that you can do as a quarterback to get this thing going in the right direction. And that's what guys want to see. That's what they respond to. And, you know, like I said, on the practice field, encouraging guys, you know, we're going to get this thing right. You know, if, if there's mistakes on the practice field, let's get them cleaned up so we don't carry those over, uh, you know, onto Sundays out on, out on the uh, out on the game field. So, you know, that that's how I would handle it as a quarterback. You know, I certainly went through those struggles and, you know, get, getting a lot of heat from the media and the fans. And I just wanted to make sure that me and my teammates were always on the same page and they understood that I was in this thing with them and that I still believed in myself and, uh, and thought I was the guy that was going to be capable of going out and winning games for that franchise. Tim, uh, Joel Batonio, we just played the clip a little bit ago, he said – that he felt like after that initial pick, there was some panic from the Browns. Are you surprised that he said it and surprised that it happened? Yeah, definitely surprised. You know, those things happen. You know, obviously that's a horrendous way to start a game. You know, a, a pick on the first play is awful enough. And, you know, much less, you know, they run it back for a touchdown. You know, that, that's a horrible way to start a game. But, you know, you bounce back. It's early in the game. You know, you get guys on the sideline. You say, hey, look, that's just one play. We've got a whole game to make up for this. You know, and so, so I don't – there's no reason to press the panic button that early in the game. Um, you know, I, I get it's on the road. It's in a hostile environment. The crowd's going crazy. That gets even more – gets the fans even more into the game when a play like that happens. But, you know, you got veteran players on that football team, and, you know, those guys should be able to calm everyone down and rally around. And, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know why guys would panic in that situation, um, you know, even though as tough as it is on the road. But guys have to talk to each other, communicate on the sidelines. It's just, just one play. Let's go out. We'll get it back. We'll make up for it and, and kind of just keep everyone calm on, uh, on the sidelines and believing in what, you, what you're doing in the game plan. Tim, when you're on the field and a player like – when any player gets seriously hurt, obviously, but a player of the caliber – and maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it's – you know, you guys are all brothers, so maybe whether it's the 53rd guy or the best guy, it doesn't matter. But I'll just – for this example, a guy like Nick Chubb, who's so important to the team, appears to be like the greatest guy on the face of the earth, does all the right things. Right. When he gets hurt and everybody – when that happens, everybody on the team knows how serious it is. What's that like being on the sideline, being with your teammates when, when something like that happens? Yeah, that, that part's awful. And, uh, you know, it, it does hit you hard when it's a guy like Nick Chubb who does literally everything right. You know, everything you ask of him, he does it. He doesn't, you know, have any issues off the field. He, he's never misses practice or games. He's durable. You know, he's – and then, you know, he's just such a great player and such a valuable piece of the offense. And when he goes down, you're like, well, where do we go from here? You know, we built our whole system pretty much around this guy. You know, I know guys are going to have to come in and chip in and, and you know, kind of run them back by committee this thing because no one's going to walk in and replace a Nick Chubb. So you, you have a lot of questions, you know, on that side of the ball. Like, where do we go from here? Um, so so it's tough, man. It's it, it really is tough to see a guy like that go down. And all the players just, you know, really, really love Nick and, and what he brings to the team, the type of person he is. So you hate to see him lose his season like this. And I know he worked so hard in the offseason to get his body ready to go. And, um, you know, he's, he was off to such a great start, as, as he always is. And I, I just hated to see him go down. And, you know, it's it, it's tough to see anybody go down, especially a guy like Nick. Mike, yeah, know? Tim. I know you got to go in a sec, and I don't always look at our YouTube chat while the show's going on, but Anthony just alerted me to a comment I have to point out to you. Someone in the chat asked, why does this guest have a Tim Couch jersey on his wall? 
And I just want to tell that guest, <laughs> Tim Couch is the guest, and there's a reason he has his He's own a big fan. on the wall. So, yeah, I think, I think you know our what it guest is? is a big fan of Tim Couch. They're age-progressing Tim in their mind, thinking he should look much older than this guy. Who's yeah, this guy? Right. Well, it says it on the screen, Tim right. Couch joins yeah. the hey, look, so I just want to... Our, our viewers, many of them are very smart, but some of them are not in the Mensa Club. So, we're, we're sorry <laughs> about also that. also the younger viewers, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Hey, Tim, what, uh, quickly... What? For two things. We need your prediction, and also I want you to tell us about your boy Chase, who is uh, yeah. a ridiculous athlete and tearing it up in high school football. Yeah, yeah. Chase is doing great. He's in his senior season right now, and uh, we're four and one at the moment. The only loss we had was to the number one team in the state, and we lost. We had, we went for it on fourth and inches, didn't convert it, so we ended up mm. losing that game. But was that he's, on, he's on a great team. No, that was actually to Boyle County. Yeah, okay. to Boyle. So. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, but Corbin's got a great team too. We're we're actually ranked number one in the state in two A, and I think Corbin's number one in the state in their class, and then Boyle is number one overall wow. in all classes. So, um, so he's off to a great start. We're actually going uh, on an official visit down to uh, Marshall this weekend to watch him play Virginia Tech. So he's excited, man. He's got uh, I guess eight or nine scholarship offers right now, and he's he's having a big season. So I'm I'm really happy for him. He's, nice. he's got a lot of great opportunities ahead of him. Very good. And who wins yeah. Sunday? Browns or Titans? I like the Browns at home. I really do. I think they're going to bounce back just with that defense. You know, I think, uh, you know, if Deshaun can get anything going offensively, you know, I think I think they win the game. But I, I got to go with the Browns at home. And, you know, it's probably, you know, betting with, uh, you know, betting with my heart. You know, I hope they win. Uh, I can't I couldn't stand to see them lose two, two in a row. So I'm going to go with the Browns at home. I love it. A heart pick. Tim, thanks, thanks Tim. man. We'll see yeah. you next week. All right. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks. Yeah, his see son's ya. a beast. And I think his younger one is a quarterback. And he's also a D lineman. Very, very good. Yeah. yeah, Chase is a D lineman. And if I'm not mistaken, he's already got an offer from Kentucky. Yeah. Not a surprise. Uh, yeah, not a surprise yeah. at all. They'd be silly not to. Uh, I mean, I think the first couch they recruited and, and uh, brought into the town did pretty well. Right. Yeah, <laughs> did pretty well. All right, Mike, you got to read, and then uh, we're moving on. Yeah, just real quick, we want to remind everybody that after the Titans game on Sunday, myself, G. Bush, from the depths of his own home, which he has not been able to leave for a few days. And Earl will be doing den. our post-game show. Regardless of the outcome, we're breaking down analysis, instant reaction, hopefully celebrating a Browns win on Sunday over the Titans. But that starts at the two-minute warning of the fourth quarter, and we'll go for about an hour or however long it takes to break down what you guys need to know about the Browns and the Titans matchup on Sunday. Speaking By the way, of that Mike, match, oh shoot! I, I, the last couple of blocks before the uh, the TV studio today, instead of Jason, I wasn't driving like eighty miles an hour on the street, but I'm driving down the road. I'm like, I'm like, I think I, I'm, I'm like, wow, that guy over there looks like Earl, and then it was Earl coming yeah, into he work. To, he walked to the bank this morning. He, uh, <laughs> well, one of my favorite stories on the drive to work is one day you were coming in and you're like, who is this idiot that's on my tail? And, oh, yeah, he, and he, flies, he flies by you and you see G. Bush on the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Too good. That's true. Okay, um, so this season now has sort yeah. of become uh, a do-it-for-Nick Chubb sort yeah. of thing. Win uh, one for the Gipper. We have win it for the Gipper. A lot of the players said that post-game after the loss. They reiterated it in media avail this week before the game, particularly um, you've got Miles Garrett who's saying, you know, they're very close. Uh, I, I want to go out there and make sure that this wasn't in vain. And then yesterday we noticed that the Dallas Cowboys lost um, one of their star players. Trayvon Diggs. Diggs tore his ACL. It's a huge injury for them. I know in practice. That's just awful. But after the practice, Micah Parsons told the media that I'm putting this team on my back, which I think he's already done. Mm. Um, the question here for this one is, which player do you have more faith is going to go out and – elevate their team's play because of their injured teammate. Do you buy that Micah Parsons is going to do that more, or is that going to be Miles Garrett? I have to defer to Miles just because I know Miles, and I saw the look on his face Monday night after the game when we were talking about Nick and the injury and, and how, I don't know, distraught maybe too strong, but he, he was upset. Yeah. And we mentioned on the show yesterday, guys will say this a lot, and oftentimes it's just lip service. But I, I believe it's true with the, with the Browns and how they feel. And plus, Miles has been carrying the Browns and put the Browns on his back for years. He's yeah. used to it. That's nothing new. So I, I'd put my vote in the in the Miles box just because 
He's done this before. I protest the question. It's not a good question. Uh, terrible job out of you, Mike. How are, we, how are we supposed to know? First, There's a meter that you plug into each player all, and it gives you a number. Yeah, we you know that. We don't watch Micah Parsons every play. Like, Micah Parsons is awesome. He we kind of like do player, because no team is on prime time more than the Cowboys. They are on a lot. I feel like I, I see them nine, ten times a year. Yeah. For the record, that was also the third question in this topic. It, the, the main question was, what does playing for Chubb actually look like on Sunday? Yeah, but then again, that, that, that too is uh, yeah. like, that's like asking, it's how confident are you? Well, I'm 6.6 on the confidence scale. I, then like, again, then again, if we didn't like the question, we should have said something to Mike yesterday. So that's a bad job out of all. Right, of no, I didn't like that for, question, so I went to the one that I figured was the I only one with meat on the bone. But it's a I good topic. Options. That's right. It is a good. It is actually a good topic because <laughs> do players do that? Like, do players are they motivated by playing for an injured teammate? And I would always ask, whatever we say, well, they're going to be more motivated because of trash talk. Or they're going to be more motivated because of a player. I always ask the question to myself: Well, why did they have? If I, I would think if I were good enough to be a professional athlete, that I would have motivation on a hundred all the time. You would, I would think, think that, I don't, but obviously I mean, it's not true. You know that there, it's not true because you yeah. know that there are players that just when the play gets bigger, their performance gets better. Right. Um, I, T.J. Watt is a guy that I think is very, very known for that. I also think that Aaron Donald is a guy. You saw him make a play in the Super Bowl that gave the ring to the Rams and took yeah. it from the Bengals. I, I, don't like, think he, I think in those last couple of plays in that final series, in that final drive, yeah. you just saw Aaron Donald go to another gear. Yeah. And you I, didn't even think he had another I, gear. I don't think T.J. Watt belongs in a conversation with Aaron Donald. I don't think T.J. Watt's ever won a playoff game, has he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. But I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to judge check. him on that. I'm, I'm so talking either. about well, play in big moments in the games. Yeah, I hear you. T.J. Watt stands off the screen. But Aaron Donald has played screen. in big games. T.J. Watt really hasn't at the same he's level. Owen one in the playoffs, by the way. He's not yeah, yeah but no, I would say Sun, uh, Monday night was a sorry, big game. 0-3. 0-3 I mean, in the playoffs. It's just as big not game a, as any other game, it's too. It's not a playoff game. You're yeah. right. But I, I think it's yeah. a huge game. The Steelers started 0-1. Yeah. They could not afford to go 0-2. Again, it was big for them, and he made big again, plays. For all the talk of Miles Garrison, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, <laughs> the best player in that game was Alex Highsmith. I don't even think it's debatable. Well, I, and the second best player was Grant Delpit, partly because of who Highsmith was lined up against. Like, could I mean, you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah. If for that game, Highsmith had to go up against Joe Thomas. Like, it, he was blowing by well, but TJ Watt Jed is Wills old. like he wasn't there. TJ Watt's always getting the easier test in these games because he's always getting, he's often going against the right tackle, which Miles Garrett more often goes against the left tackle. I think he probably does more often than not go yeah. against the right tackle. Uh, who? Or the left tackle, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Miles. But, but anyway, I, I do think that I am buying that the Browns are going to be extra motivated because of Nick Chubb. I am buying that. Does that mean – like – they should win this freaking game. This is ridiculous. Go and beat the Titans. The Titans are not that good. The Browns have a better defense. They should have a better offense. They They're at home. The no, no, I, we I mean, always undervalue the Titans. Every, every Not year. just the Titans. I feel like it's every team. Last last week, you were saying, and we said, at yeah. your own peril, Steelers aren't any good. They're not, but they beat us. But what scares me is, you, I've heard a lot of people this week say, the Titans are, we're supposed to beat the Titans. The Titans last year with a backup quarterback were a playoff team. No, they, they weren't. They didn't make the playoffs. I thought that, did they, they not make the playoffs? No, they won they like finish? seven games. What'd they finish? A game under 500. Oh, it's because they were in the division. But if they won their last game, they would have made the playoffs, yeah, correct? But they didn't make it. No, I know. I know. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they I lost don't think, like seven I, last games. I don't think we want to just, what's their record? They had lost 10 games in a row before last week. What's their record? They're one and one. Okay. What, but what's your point? Well, they beat well, the Chargers last week. Beat the pretty good I team last week. Like we, I understand that. Like we, I understand that. Last week well, we were dismissing the Steelers at our dismissing own peril. Them. I didn't think the Steelers. Nobody thought. Like I thought the Browns were going to win, but I, I didn't go into it saying there's no chance the Steelers are going to win the game. It's the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody on any given week. We get it. What I'm saying is the Browns have the better roster. They're at home. Win the freaking game. Let's go. They Not should. That the Titans can't. I win. mean, what are they? Three and a half point favorite. And this underestimating the Titans. They haven't played the Titans in three years. So it's not like we're talking about no, the Titans but, that much. But no, but we always, I mean, I, I'm just as guilty of it. When we talked about if you're a sound defense and a running team, well, you're the Tennessee Titans. You're not going to win anything playing Because that's they haven't won anything. Yes, but they win a lot of games in the regular season. Not that's last year. Is. Well, they lost Tannehill last year. for What did he miss, the entire second half of the season? I don't know. I don't remember how much he How missed. many games did Tannehill play last year? Uh, give me one sec. Before he went out. 
It was interesting. When we had Teresa on yesterday, she had said that Tannehill really looked bad in week one, rusty. Yeah. And then she said there was almost like a flip was switched. And she said, oh, there's, there's Tannehill again. That's the guy that we've come to know. He played 12 games. And what he was stunning What to was me, his record last what year? Was, six and six. Okay. So they're about a 500 team with him. That's not good. Go over the la- well, I mean, over the last season plus, the Browns are three games under 500. That's not good either. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I think the home field and the yeah. Browns defense, to your point, that's a W. The do- don't screw it up. Don't throw interceptions. Just Deshaun Watson is – the Browns' offense, I think, has turned it over six times. Am I right? Uh, that is correct. Watson's responsible for most of those, if not all of them. I don't know. He fumbled no, twice. Joku fumbled once. That's not on Watson at all. No, but Watson fumbled twice last week and threw a pick. He had three, correct. Okay. The week before he threw the a week pick before he had somebody a pick. fumbled. Who fumbled the week before? Was it Elijah Moore? Uh, Ford. Ford. Ford, Ford, fumbled. Ford, Ford fumbled. Watson yeah. dropped a so snap. He's responsible, for for the, he's responsible so, for four I mean, of the six turnovers. I think really, if you were gonna, for me, if you're going to clean up one area, it's the turnovers. If you don't give the ball away with this defense, you should beat 75% of the teams on your schedule. The Titans won seven games last year. But prior to that, 12, 11, 9, 9, 9, 9. Like, they just, yeah. they're just they a good team in the regular season. They're not going to win a championship. Yeah, but they're not, they, that they they're not the same team that won those games. They, they've lost some of their talent over the years. But they still have the same formula and the same identity of very disciplined team, really well coached. They run the ball, and they play good defense. Yeah. I know they've had problems I don't think the their secondary. defense has been very good the last Well, we're going to find out Sunday. Yeah. We'll find out. But it's a formula. Like, I, I just, I remember in 2019 thinking the Browns are going to roll them. And, I did do how wrong yeah, we that all was. did. And we were wrong, and and I and ever since then, I just with the Titans, they're, well, they're just they're better than you ever give them credit for. Well, I think, I, I, and, and not you personally, just yeah. all of us. In I, general. I don't think I, I, I just think, think we dismiss. Them. I think during those years you were right. I think that runs over for the Titans personally, but we'll you see. might be right. We'll find out. I mean, they did. It was a good win beating the Chargers last week, no doubt. Really That's a good win. win. I'm just saying, like. You're supposed to win your home games yes. against teams aren't, you know, I mean, let's just get it done. Last night, Thursday Night Football, they talked about when was the last time the Niners lost a home game? I think they've won 11 of 12 or 12 in a row, something like that well, at they, home. But they're a good franchise. They're, a, they're not a good franchise. They're a great franchise who right now has a great football team. That's a really, really, really good football team. I just remember the whole time I was watching them last night, I'm yeah. shaking my head saying that's not The us. only question with them is, is health. Which is for every team, sure. And is Purdy good enough when it matters? We'll see. Yeah. He he could have he. Could, I like Purdy, and I thought he played well for the second half. But in that first drive, he, he threw missed three balls throws. that could have been picked. He missed some throws. That could have easily been sure. picked. I'm just but curious. McCaffrey is man. Is he good? God, is he good. He's Let's on see. another level right now. Today's Friday, and we have shot, stabbed, burned, and buried the bodies of the Browns for all week long. Yeah, rightfully so. Uh, yeah, but just I'm just curious. If Jed Wills blocks Alex Highsmith, they win. They win that <laughs> they game. They win the game. What are we saying? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, you We're know, not but, as but, negative. But, We're but, still worried about well, Watson, Well, you know the though. saying, though, that winning hides all the warts. Yeah, of course. Like, you go back. if it, When you win a game by one point, you forget all of the plays that right, preceded right. the final gun. Right. That didn't go well because you got the. That's why it's just game. about just win yep. that's and right. advance. And figure it out. And but figure it out. We would still be worried about Watson, but any criticism of Watson, people would say they're two and zero. Oh, who cares? Yeah, right. exactly. you know, and, exactly. and, and to some degree, that's true. It was like when the Steelers were eleven and zero, and you watched them week after week squeak out wins. Like, and, but I'm you knew. not sure this football team's actually good, but they're eleven and zero. So what can I say about? Yeah, it? I think no, people just... felt that way about the Vikings last year. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That's a great example. It's happened a number of times where teams jump off to this ridiculous start and they just get breaks. The Browns haven't had breaks. Yeah, they just haven't. From the very first snap of that football game, I immediately felt. I thought back to the playoff game when the Browns did the same thing to the Steelers, but in their building. Yeah. 
And I just remember thinking, oh, here comes the tidal wave. Like, it's, this is the way it's going to be today. And but in the end, it, it wasn't. It, I mean, it, it ended the same way it started. Yeah, but it wasn't a title. A wave. turnover that led to a touchdown, that, and, and that was it. But if I recall, the, the Browns answered on the next possession, didn't they? And that when Nick got hurt? Or no? No, no, no. No, 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 they, that, was no two, that was no. second yeah. quarter. Yeah, yeah, second quarter. So they tied it the second. I was at the game. You think I remember. It was four days ago. It all blurs together. It was yeah. the second quarter, I guess. It all blurs together. It. But uh, I felt like they, they handled that first punch okay. I thought they did, too. They survived it. Yeah. But, I mean, in the end... It ended the same way it started. Yeah, we gave them the football and six points. You can't do it. This is I don't I don't I I always get mad when people say must wins early in the season. Yeah, and I'm not calling this a must win. No, but it's going to be a really important game. If they don't win this game, it's things are going to get ugly. Well, we talked yesterday. If yeah. you don't win, you're one and two, looking at Baltimore, San Francisco. Stefanski's on the hot seat officially on the hot seat. If they well, lose G, this game. remember G, all off season. You got four games. Six, I think he said. Yeah, yeah, he said. You six. got six games because there's and a- if you start one and two, and then you've got to face Baltimore and San Francisco, they'll probably be underdogs in both of those games. If you the lose Baltimore those games at home, yeah, I know. But I mean, if they lose yeah, if this they and lose fall to one and two, they'll yeah. likely be a home dog. And, uh, a I mean, slight dog. You, Maybe you, hate pick at, you hate looking Maybe ahead, pick but yeah. it's not like we have Arizona and the Jets. No, right, right. We've right. got Baltimore. Followed by San Francisco with the bye week in between. Yeah. If you do start one and four, you know how it comes unraveled really quickly. Well, you think if they go one and three, you think Stefanski can get fired? One and three. I don't think that. It's a bye. I've said all offseason. I know you have. It's setting up for a bye week firing, but it depends on what those look like. It's hard to say without seeing how they look. I think they're going to be two and two at the bye. I really struggled with this pick. I really struggled. I didn't send it to Anthony to about 9.15 this morning because I hate being wrong. Oh, my God, I hate being wrong. <laughs> so these prediction things drive me crazy. I take them way too seriously. And I kept flip-flopping, going back and forth on, on – and I told you guys, I didn't have a good feeling. Even if they won Monday, I didn't yeah. think I was going to pick them to win this game because it was such a physical game in a short week and everything else. Yeah. But I do think even if they lose this game, they're going to come back and beat Baltimore. I just feel like this is a 2-2 two and two team at the bye. Okay. Look, at 2-2, two and two, nobody's getting fired at 2-2. Two and two. No, no. no. Um, I don't even think he's getting fired at 1-3. and three. No. 1-5, that might be a different story. Let's not even get to 1-5. Let's, <laughs> no. let's get to 2-1 and one first. Let's, let's get to 2-1 and one first, win on Sunday, and then we can deal with what happens after that. All right. Hit us with a read. Guys, if you were in the chat, if you're watching, if you're one of the thousands of people out there watching today, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Do us a favor. It goes a long way to making sure our videos get delivered to the right people to watch Browns content if the Browns win. And actually, let me phrase it. When the Browns win on Sunday, we'll be having a post-game show as well. Myself, Earl G., we're going to push that as much as possible, as well as us going to WKYC at 12.30 today. So make sure you stick around and watch with us then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.